0: Known as the female mind, you are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. Today we are talking American Gods, episode three. Joining me today for this episode is Gomez Nut Adams, which you may know from episode one. We're having a little uh, trade-off with my co-host this time for the this season. And it is so interesting, the different points of view, too, between you and Jennifer. And they will collide in the finale.
1: I'm sure they will. It's
0: fun. Especially with the fact that both of them have read the books, and I haven't, so...
1: Uh, uh And Jennifer's great. She really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's so fun. So we just have to keep her off of the topic of Dune, and all is good. So we're fine.
1: There you go. All
0: right. Today we are talking episode three, Head Full of Snow. The synopsis that they give us. Sounds so sweet and innocent, even though it's kind of not. Shadow questions his employment when Mr. Wednesday informs him of his plan to rob a bank. And just when Shadow thought his life couldn't get any more complicated, he returns to his motel room to a surprising discovery.
1: I, I, I like how you say that it sounds nice and sweet. It's like they're planning to rob a bank.
0: Yes, but... And
1: that's what passes as <laughs> nice and sweet on today's television.
0: Compared to what was in the episode. Oh. It was it's like, wait, if you read that, you're like, all right, you know, some you're going to go down, but... It can't
1: be that bad.
0: <laughs> it was like night and day compared to what was on this. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody who was tweeting with me, and because the show opens with a woman who's cooking and, you know, up on a stool, and you're just looking at it going, okay, this is not going to be good.
1: What? It's like, we've all seen Final Destination. We all know what's going to (laughs) happen.
0: Well, then there's a knock on the door, and this man is standing there, and the woman's, like, dismissing him, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's Anubis. I'm, like, super excited, and I tweet out, it's Anubis. I didn't even tag anybody except the hashtag American Gods. Well, the actual, like, star's... Twitter page for American Gods. They they were repi- replying to me for that first thing. They're like, "Yes, it is." I'm like,
1: very nice. That's, that's always fun.
0: It was so fun though, just tweeting and seeing like what everybody's talking about because obviously I've been waiting for Nubis because I didn't know what he what form he was going to take exactly.
1: It, it is a very different introduction with him here than it was in the book.
0: Okay, like
1: okay no because. Well, this scene does not take place in the book. Okay. That, it's that different. Uh, and when, you first, when he, Shadow first meets Anubis, he meets him as a dog oh, okay. on the street. Okay. okay. He doesn't recognize him as a jackal, per se. I mean, let's face it, if you're walking on the street of America and you run into something that's vaguely dog-like, you think dog. You don't right. think jackal.
0: Yeah, because it's going to look kind of like a Doberman.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, But that's the introduction to Anubis that takes place. Uh, So this is a very different kind of introduction to that character.
0: I thought it was really interesting the way they did it, too. Because the way the woman talked, we find out she actually died. She fell off the stool, but she didn't think she did. And let me tell you, and we'll get into this in two seconds, but she had a cat, one of those creepy hairless cats. I'm sorry if you have one of those, but they kind of creep me out. Cats everywhere apparently are assholes. I mean, even in the show, they made sure the uh, cat was uh, an uh, asshole. uh,
1: I, all I'm going to say is Bast is a bitch.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that's who that was, the cat was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that that was going to happen, especially once Anubis showed up. Oh, okay. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, that's I mean that kind of cat seems like, to be ha- be the more exotic type. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking, okay, yeah, there's probably something happening, there, and then Anubis was like, okay, yeah, that's got it. And then the cat's following them around. Right. Like there's a connection. It's not just a cat. Come on.
0: Yeah. I I knew there had to be something, but still the cat was an asshole. But again, like like most cats everywhere, even though I had a cat and I loved her, she was kind of an asshole.
1: Well I, I love my cats. <laughs> I really do. But I am I am firmly convinced that cats are sociopaths. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and let me tell you, the opening scene did not change that for me. So Anubis talks to the woman who, interestingly enough, she's like, why are you here? This is a Muslim house. Right. And I was kind of surprised because I'm like, okay, I know Anubis is like an Egyptian god. Well, then he explains, you grew up and you you were taught all of this. You were taught you, the Egyptian you, ways.
1: And you still believe a little bit in the old ways.
0: Which I thought was kind of interesting showing because it does say just somewhere in America. And I'm like, okay, so it does show that things are not always 100%. Like you could change, but you still hold on to a little bit of maybe what you grew so, up with. Have, which I absolutely. thought was a little bit sweet until you made this woman start climbing stairs and upon stairs and upon stairs. I'm like, man, I'd have been out of breath and been like, hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> Go on without me. I'm good.
0: <laughs> I'll catch up. I'm already dead. I can't catch my breath. Hold on.
1: But but the but the question is, do you get tired if you're dead?
0: Oh, that's true. I probably still would. <laughs> I'm just so out of shape. <laughs> So I love the get up, and, and of course, it's the, the scales of justice. They're going to, which I know that's not exactly what it's called, if she's going to go on to whatever their version of heaven
1: is. Uh, pe- or moving on into the afterlife, okay. As having her soul devoured.
0: Okay. Because she has to weigh her heart against the feather, which I always thought that was a really interesting visual.
1: There, and and then- there's... There's a great line in the book where they talk about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that doesn't seem really fair. It's like, oh, we have this feather special made. It's a really heavy feather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, like, reaches into the woman's chest and pulls it out. And I love it. She's like, "You're? I was using that. <laughs> she wasn't, like, mad about it. She's just kind of like, what the heck? A little warning. Like, Come on. And then she was a little nervous when he goes to wait. And she's oh, like, yeah. "I was, I was... Unkind to the first boy who loved me, and and I was like, you know what? Everybody, I think, has that fear. Like at some point, especially when you're getting to, I would we say, we all we all
1: have the sins we carry.
0: Yes, I'd say the end of your life, you're you're thinking about everything you did bad, and did you do enough good?
1: And, and you know, and it was just like, you didn't kill anybody, right? <laughs> I think we're gonna be okay.
0: Well, of course she she was even, and she was able to choose, and there's. What, five doors?
1: Yep. And she doesn't want to go to the door that her father is in.
0: Which I thought that was kind of weird the way she said it, because if if she, he was Wade, the same as she was, and she says he beat me as a child, do you think he'd be in the same place? I don't know. I feel like that You makes, would
1: hope not. Right. But, but how much evil is that?
0: Okay. I guess it's varying shapes and And, and gray. what does she
1: remember versus what actually happened? I mean... I'm not trying to give a pass to child abuse. No, I understand
0: all. what you're saying, though. Yeah, but I love it. She's like, you choose for me. And this is where I get what I, you'll get what I'm saying, I should say, about cats being assholes. So he chooses the door. She goes to it. She's like, but is it right? And the cat just like pushes her in. Pushes
1: it. It's like, come on. I don't like see. The daylight?
0: Right there. Like, cat will knock stuff off the table as it's looking at you. Just knock that glass off. Like, what?
1: What? What are you, you going to do? <laughs> come on.
0: Which, I'm sorry, and I do have those out. This is why I think it's funny when people say, you know, the whole Flat Earth Society thing. Like, if the Earth was flat, cats would have knocked everything off it by now. Come on.
1: I, I also like, I think the the the, uh, the comment, the idea about cats also being that they're nature's perfect killing machine. They also happen to be eight pounds, and people love to pick them up and cuddle them. Right.
0: <laughs> so apparently the this cat. cats just like, fuck you. Right. This cat's like, I'm done. Do you go? Don't
1: you know that I have like, ten knives as part of my body? Twenty. if you
0: Think about it, man. They could be why vicious.
1: Are you, so, why are you doing this to me?
0: Don't bathe the cat. It's really rough. I have scars. Right. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So that was our introduction to Nubis, which I feel like we're going to have a whole lot more of him. But I just yes. love the introduction because it was kind of simple and showing exactly what he does. Absolutely. And it wasn't anything, like, super crazy.
1: And it wasn't evil, or it wasn't anything like that. So, it's a, even he was doing a job. Right.
0: And he was very, like, calm and made her calm. At least that's mm-hmm. what it felt. So, it was, like, almost peaceful. Yeah. Say that. Exactly. And then, then we get a little bit of Mad Sweeney in this episode.
1: Poor Mad Sweeney. <laughs> that poor fucker. <laughs> Which, actually, uh, I appreciate, because they show more of him than shows up in the book.
0: It was kind of fun, because when he first comes in this episode, he's, like, asleep on the toilet. It looks like bar. it's an outhouse, but it's, yeah, in the bar. It's just, like, a really crappy stall, I guess. Pants around his ankles, and a beer next to him. And he wakes up to a shotgun in his face. I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing because I love this visual... He's just all of a sudden, he's mad sweetie. He's going to be a smartass. He's like, oh, you're not going to do anything because if you do, the gun's going to jam or it's going to backfire and blow up your fingers. Like just a smartass. And he drinks, you know, takes a swig of this warm beer because, I mean, who knows how long it's been there. And then next thing we know, you know, it's like the shotgun did not backfire or jam.
1: Exactly, and he's got the like, of glass sticking out of his face.
0: He looked really surprised.
1: Well, and for good reason. He thought that his luck is such that, of course, it was going to backfire a jam. hmm Because nothing bad ever happens to Matt Sweeney because of his luck.
0: Until now, which...
1: Right, because something's changed.
0: Right, but he doesn't seem to notice. He just decides to...
1: Yeah, find he doesn't it. catch on right away.
0: I'm, probably because he's drunk.
1: Well, it, Matt, I don't get the feeling that Matt Sweeney is necessarily the sharpest tool in the show.
0: <laughs> he's probably been in a whole lot of fights. Maybe be some brain damage. I mean, who knows?
1: I mean, how many thousands of years of drinking?
0: Right. And fights.
1: It had oh, to take its toll. And ain't getting punched in that. Right. You know.
0: So he's often bit. walking along the side of the road. And in comes, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on this actor's name right now. Crap. Because I recognize him from Kids in the Hall. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he was from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, He's like, hey, I'll give you a ride. And I love it because he's like, are you a murderer? No, are you? Well, I guess at some point you have to trust each other if you both say no.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, maybe I sure did take you along, right. but you look, I mean, no offense to Matt Sweeney, but I would not even stop.
0: Right. I would slow down. Yeah. I mean, Nada. he's along. Looks like he had the crap beat out of him. Yeah, not exactly the kind of guy. who would be like, hey, jump on in. I'll give you a ride.
1: No, I said no. Oh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no.
0: But the guy does explain, oh, yeah, but you go ahead and take a nap. The the seats recline, and uh, when you wake up, I'll tell you about the program, because I was once like you. It's like, oh, okay. You know, so when he's like, yeah. whatever. Just drive. He puts the seat back, and then, oh, what do we see in front of us? A truck. Again, very final destination. <laughs>
1: just a much. This giant metal pole goes flying through the windshield.
0: Let me tell you, hey. I will not drive behind one of those trucks. <laughs> I will get in another lane. I will freaking pull over to the side of the road for a while. So that they freaked me out.
1: What what got me was Matt Sweeney's reaction, or non-reaction, to this happening.
0: Right, just like, oh, crap. Yeah, it just kind of looked, and it's like, this sucks. And he still doesn't catch on to what's happening.
1: He starts to, though, because they make a mention about, you know, his bad luck, and that's when he starts looking for his coin.
0: Yeah, he's dropping all these gold coins all over. Again, cops, the, uh he's sitting there with a joint hanging out of his mouth, too, <laughs> with all these cops around and, uh, you know, the, the truck driver and nothing. He's dropping all these gold coins. Nobody notices this. And then they're, all,
1: they're all kind of busy with the dead body.
0: Yeah, I get that. You think somebody would hear all this stuff falling and be like, dude, he's got like a ton of gold coming out of his pockets. What's going on?
1: And yeah, then, nobody knows. This.
0: But then he just takes off because then he realizes he's missing some shit.
1: He gave the wrong coin to Shadow.
0: How does he not know? I mean, should he have had that? No, like that little weird jean pocket. You know, that little tiny one that nobody knows what the hell that's for.
1: Yeah, do you realize how drunk he was?
0: <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I mean, yeah, we, he, he, we, he was we, having a great old time with that bar brawl anyway. We
1: we were, we were talking, like, catastrophically here. Come on.
0: That's true.
1: And, I mean, I'd love to say the stupidest thing I ever did when I was drunk was give somebody the wrong coin.
0: But. <laughs> uh, if only, right? Mm. So we do get to see the Zoras again. Yes. I say the Zoras because I have screwed up the last name repeatedly.
1: But well, they all have well, Zoya actually kind of is the last name.
0: Okay, see, okay. I thought that was weird because the way they're they're listed, it's mm. and I'm I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm reading it as Zora S am sorry, Z O R Y A. Zoya. And then they're they have the different last names, but if they are the sisters, which Jennifer pointed out that they were the Auroras, and I actually questioned that on Twitter, and somebody put up the um their um. Mythology,
1: so Okay.
0: So I'm like, oh, okay, that's really cool that they have it where they're the watchers of the night skies, and they're always watching Ursa Min- Minor? Ursa Major. Major, okay. I was like, ah, oh, wrong one.
1: Now they're always watching Ursa Major to make sure that he doesn't break three of his chains.
0: Oh, see, that's funny, because actually this thing that they put up, it does say Ursa Minor, the little bear.
1: Interesting. But so, so if versus, the chains anyway. should
0: ever break and the dog should ever get loose, the universe will end thus the Zoyas are guardian goddesses.
1: Yep. So. Now, it doesn't, now it doesn't tell you what they're supposed to do if, they, if the chain breaks.
0: Uh, I think they're just like, you know, ringing the bell. Well, we're screwed. Bring out your dead! <laughs> that voice. <laughs> but we have the youngest. We finally see her, and I'm going to screw this game up, but I kind of feel good because you said Shadow feel- screwed it up, too. Yep. Polonachnia? Kind of, sort uh. of.
1: Lichnia, probably.
0: It's a really long name, and I'm probably killing it all. They have really long names. I'm not very good.
1: But very she
0: lovely. was so sweet. She's just like, oh, you gave away your head. Okay. Here, take the moon. It's like,
1: Let me pluck it from the sky for you.
0: And she did, and she pulls it out, and it's a coin. It's like, what What the hell is that? It's happened? a liberty doll. I thought it was great. She's like, this will protect you. Oh, yeah, you have to give me a kiss. We're going to do this right now. She just like jumps on it, and everybody I've,
1: and I've never been kissed before.
0: right. everybody on Twitter is like, "dang, she's just jumping on him." I thought it was cute, and then she's like, "Hmm, that's disgusting." but kind of nice to... <laughs> what? And again, a lot of people jumping on that comment, like, I don't think you would normally say kissing uh, Ricky Whittle was disgusting. <laughs> So um, I didn't see that's him great. reply. He may have, which he probably got a kick out of that, if anything.
1: Absolutely. But that's great. I think. But of course, you have to think like who who does she, who does she see? She sees her two sisters in Zinabog. That's true. And he I mean, see. that's like all of the interaction that she gets. And most of the time, when she's awake, her other two sisters are asleep anyway. So.
0: And I love the fact that you brought up Chernabog. Because, yeah, once we see him in this next scene, I definitely would not want to see him other than, like, through a peephole and, like, keep going. Because, oh, my God. And Mr. Orlando Jones, who is, as we said before, um, Mr. Nancy, he was having a field day tweeting about this. They're like, can somebody get him a pedicure, a bath, and maybe some breast mints? I was dying because, man, this was something.
1: Well, like, he's got nasty old man feet. What do you want? Oh,
0: my God. It was just nasty. Everything. I'm like, did you ever bathe? Because that's what I felt no. like. It's like years and decades of just good.
1: Slaughterhouse. Oh, Years and years of slaughterhouse. Yeah. That's... He smells like old. He smells like old cow's blood. Ugh.
0: Apparently, that's like just old crappiness incarnate. I don't know. It was gross. Yes.
1: And that's Xenobug. I mean, he's he's a dark god.
0: And I'm like, is he sleeping, smoking a cigarette? What the hell is going on? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But he apparently was awake enough to be like, oh, you want to die now? It's not time yet.
1: Hey, go go get some more sleep. Right.
0: Shadow's like, listen, you're old. You you may not have what it takes anymore. How about we go, you know, and we'll play again.
1: We'll go for another play again. If I win... You'll go with. You'll still get your shot at, my, at knocking my brains out. But now you get to but if two. I lose, you get to go. You get to try twice.
0: And I don't understand why, at first, Chernabog was like, you know, kind of like, what are you talking about? That, well, okay, wait, let me rewind. I understand why he was like, what are you talking about? But then I don't understand why he agreed to it. Do you think it was just like he kept goading him into it?
1: Oh, that's that's a bit of it. Okay, absolutely. Uh, I mean. Also, you have to understand that, in the book at least, Xenobug is completely retired.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay, so he's not working at the slaughterhouse at all anymore. Okay. So, Shadow goes him into the second game by saying, how long has it been since you actually lifted that hammer? How long has it been since you actually killed anything?
0: Okay, that makes more sense
1: to me. Okay. And even, but here it makes sense too. It's like, how long has it been since you actually swung that hammer at something? Because all you've been doing is using that bolt gun. You're probably rusty. Yeah. I mean, you look—you—you you don't look very strong anymore. So, can you actually lift it and swing that hammer to—to to kill me? I mean, you might screw it up. You might just leave me brain dead.
0: Yeah, and he's, I love that. He's like, I don't want to be drilling in a corner.
1: It's like neither one of us wants that. Right. Because you want me dead.
0: With one and swing, because that was the—that was the original deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, of course, you know, Shadow plays a little harder and smarter this time, but he also sees a pattern.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's the key. He realized that Zinogogue is playing the same game he played the first game. So Shadow plays more, or at least in the book, Shadow plays a lot more aggressively. It's kind of hard to see that in the show. I feel especially if you are not a checkers player. Like, well, it also like, the, and also the cuts back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are not seeing, you don't see the full game, and that's I am okay with that. I don't need to see the full game, uh, but you, so you don't get the sense of how exactly Shadow goes ahead and beats him, except for that throwaway line of, "Oh, look, you are playing the same game." And now I know how to beat you.
0: And well, he does. And yeah, I love Shadow. it. Right, Shadowbug's like, fine, I'll go with, and then I get to kill you. It's like, oh crap! Like I don't think anybody really realized that because like, we got—I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking that oh. he already has that, like, deal in place. And so now it's like, oh crap! Now it's like well, then, you go,
1: but, the, but then you kill it, me. It, but then it goes back to that original point where, what is Shadow living for? True. Okay. Yeah, we went over. And as soon as he found out that his wife was dead, and that and and she died as a result of the betrayal of their marriage vows, mm-hmm. he's kind of just ghosting through life now, as it is.
0: Oh gosh, I, but I think a lot of people were really in the same boat as I was. They weren't thinking like, okay, he's still going to die, but he's like, all right, I'll go to Wisconsin and then I'll kill you after. It's like, oh, oh crap, yeah, that's uh. the
1: thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, oh, God, how long is this going to go? Like, before they get to Wisconsin, (laughs) that's all I keep thinking. How many seasons are we going to have before we get to Wisconsin? (laughs) I'm (laughs) like, crap, Chicago's not that far. No, it's
1: not. Yeah. Wisconsin's not that far of a drive. It's not. It It really isn't.
0: Unless you're lost, and then let me tell you, it is really that far of a drive. I
1: mean, you could be be in Milwaukee in an hour. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like I said, unless you're lost, but... They're all on back roads, so it'll take a little bit longer. Not by
1: much. It though. it does take long. Not, not at
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just i just.
1: I've done I've done the Wisconsin drive.
0: Oh, all right. Um,
1: anyway, I love it. Moving on.
0: Yes. So, so then, next thing you know, Shadow's waking up in the apartment, and he's like, "Okay, wait. There's no ladder. There's no fire escape that I went up to see the younger sister. What? But."
1: It must. And he, and he wakes up. He and when he closes his eyes, he wakes up back on the couch, right? right.
0: And okay. I just loved it, though, because he, he looks out and he's like, wait, what? But the coin is still in his pocket. So obviously we know it happened, but I think you were saying, I'm sorry, now I don't know if it was you or Jennifer, that no, anything that we see is because we're basically the point of view of shadow, and we have to see it to believe it. So this coin's in his pocket, and now, okay, then we have to believe that this happened.
1: Well, and, and here's the other point to it: it's that there are multiple layers of reality, and this comes out, and this will probably come out, maybe not this season, but probably in next season, mm-hmm. where there are times when you can go backstage, okay, and behind reality, okay. and so th- there are times when um, there's almost a shift between what we consider the real world mm-hmm. and the magical world
0: okay oh my god that's just like neverwhere yes ah, i love that book anyway
1: so. okay <laughs> anyway, that, that concept comes back it does and it was and great you're, you're, and you're dealing with gods you're doing and you're dealing with leprechauns you're dealing with all these magical beings so why can't there be a ladder that goes up at night and isn't there during the day
0: i guess that makes sense
1: especially if you're dealing with a goddess who can pull the moon down from the sky and give you it as a coin.
0: <laughs> Which was so weird, but it was so
1: awesome. And he's like, how did you... Wait, what?
0: What? What am I seeing? No. What's happening? And if you're no, dealing it, it, with... It,
1: oh, go ahead. It's it Shadow, in the book, dwells on, like, how did she pull that off? Because he's into coin tricks.
0: Oh, you know what? I didn't even put that together. That he's so, like... They, they're probably even doing this because he's into coin tricks. Probably. so To, like, get him... it Like... Into his comfort zone almost. Absolutely. But we have Cloris Leachman back in this episode. Oh my god. Her and Mr. Wednesday. Let me tell you Ian McShane and Cloris Leachman. Oh my god.
1: Ian McShane, Mr. Wednesday can eat on anything with the pulse.
0: (laughs) He is so randy. I love, he goes in to talk to her and he's, you know, gets her to, I'm going to say this in like quotes, tell his fortune because she doesn't really want to do it, but she's like, Oh, uh, you're not going to win this time. And he's like, let's go for a walk. It's about to rain. And she's like, yep. fine. It was weird, though, because, like, he was brushing her hair. He was very sweet to her with everything. And I'm just like, Absolutely. this this seems weird. So, obviously, they had a past.
1: Well, and Wednesday knows how to get into a skirt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because there was some good lines. Although Cloris Leachman, because I have to say her real name, because I will kill the her character's <laughs> name. She had the best pickup line actually in this. Because they're outside, they're talking. You know, Wednesday's like, you know, when was, or do you remember, last time we were like this or something along those lines. And she's like, I can barely remember when we were young. And he's like, Let me remind you. And kisses her and it starts mm-hmm. raining and all this. And then. Her line, which I'm like, that is the best pickup line, and I wanna know how many guys are gonna use this, was I can taste you on the rain. And what else can I taste? And I'm like, Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm like, that's cheesy and awesome. And if Wednesday was the one who said it, I would have probably rolled my eyes.
1: Well because she said it. Because it, she it was said okay. it. I
0: just thought it was like so unexpected and funny. Yep. I don't know why. <laughs> it was
1: good. I mean, it's like, okay, yes, old people can still can still be in love <laughs> with each other. I don't want to say love because this is Wednesday and love doesn't get really factor into yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. I don't think he's loving anybody except uh, the possibility himself. of
1: winning a war. He, he 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 is after he's out for himself.
0: But we still don't know what's happening because then more weirdness ensues when they go to rob the bank and, you know, he just keeps telling Shadow... Oh, uh, just think of snow. You know, he's thinking about everything else right now because...
1: Right. but I, want, I, need, I need it to snow. Right. I need you to think snow. Because
0: they're sitting there, they're, like, going to eat Chinese, and he's like, I'm not hungry. He's hey. like, who has to be hungry to eat? And I'm like, oh, is that not America? Because I know that sure as hell is me. I'm like, ooh, cake. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes self-control is not there.
1: Yeah. So- <laughs> So no, but it's. I think it's a. It's a great setup for that scene. And I love the, the the visuals that they went into it, to show where shadows focus.
0: Was. Right, because it went so in depth. You have like a microscopic view of mm-hmm. a snowflake and how the crystals are forming. I'm like, that is awesome. But before Absolutely. we get into all that, hold on. Let's back that up for two seconds. Because as Shadow finally, like, fine, I'll eat, he starts digging into Chinese, and in comes, oh, our favorite leprechaun, who looks worse Sweeney. for the wear. Poor Matt Sweeney. Oh, my gosh.
1: Matt Sweeney's not having a good time with
0: No. It. And I, wait, didn't Wednesday say something like, don't want to break anything, or <laughs> He said something,
1: like, <laughs>
0: kind of random. And he was like, where's, where's it? Where's my lucky point? And Shadow looks, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And he the
1: coin, the coin I gave you. What did you do with it? I need it back.
0: And yeah, I love it. He's like, "Where is it? Where is it?" And then he tells him, And again, I'm going to forget the name of this damn city if I don't write it down. Legal Point. It's like I, I threw it on my wife's grave. And then of course, Matt Sweeney had to go there and be a super dick. Oh, I guess I'm not going to be. Or I'm. Was it? I'm one in a long list line of men who have climbed on top of your okay. wife. I'm like. Yeah. Oh. You were so lucky he just didn't take those chopsticks and just, like, right into your throat. Because you couldn't have dodged shit this
1: time. Ye, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, Matt, Matt Sweeney leaves, but not without giving a parting bird.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, come on. I mean, how many times have people left work and pretty much flipped off their job? And that's uh-huh. pretty much what, you know, Matt Sweeney did. Because <laughs> it's Wednesday. Because Wednesday is essentially a job. Yes. Which exactly. I thought was kind of funny. Because I know I've done that at a couple previous jobs. Walk out the door and you're like, dun dun dun, both of them
1: up. Poor poor but yes, poor Mad Sweeney just can't catch a break.
0: No. Which it gets better. we'll come or back worse. to him. <laughs> That's true. Better for us the audience. Worse yes. for more poor Mad Sweeney. I
1: and I do and I do actually appreciate that, because we don't there was none of this in the book. Okay. Okay, so the fact that they bring, they're actually developing Matt Sweeney more into, other than in the book, it's two scenes. Here, we're seeing a lot more interaction uh, between Sweeney and Shadow and Wednesday.
0: Well, apparently that's actually happening, which with another few people we'll talk about. Um, And I actually enjoy it, and I think that they're doing it more for those of us who haven't read the book. But I'm sure. I, I do have somebody who I'm friends with, and apparently he cannot follow this at all. And he's actually really pissed that so many of the book lovers are saying, oh, it's so great, it's like the book, they're expanding. He's like, I've not read the book. I've not followed Shut it. Shut up! But I actually, you know, I had to pipe up. I'm like, I haven't read the book either, but I could follow it because they're telling you what's happening. Right. I mean, it Absolutely. may not be blatantly, like, this person is going to do this. But, I mean, it's world building. It's character building. And it's not a but, slow pace of it.
1: But you also have to pay attention. And that's part of it as well. I mean, this is not something that you can be doing something else and watching this at the it's same time.
0: It's hard enough to try to tweet and do this at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That I almost wish there was commercials so I can do, like, my mad tweets in between. Or if I had yeah, screeners. I,
1: I think I'm, I'm taking advantage of the fact that I'm, I've got... Uh, I'm watching this on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, okay. So you can pause it. Okay.
1: So I have the star subscription. So, so yes, if need be, I can pause it. More importantly, I don't have to sit there exactly at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And say, no, I must watch TV. So if I don't get to start watching until 930, I'm fine. I gotcha.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you have Amazon Prime and you have the star subscription, there you go. You can do it that way instead of having to have it on your cable or satellite service. And then you get to do what Gomez did and not have to freak out like me, like try to mad tweet in between exactly. everything.
1: <laughs> you can pause it, send your tweet. Of course, then you want to watch it at the same time as everybody right. else. That's the downside.
0: Yeah, that. but well, that's just hard anyway. Like trying to hurry exactly. up and do it, then the next scene, you're like, oh, my God, wait, this, oh, my God, wait. <laughs> There's so much happening. It, it is. And we'll get some more because let's talk about that bank robbery and how – Freaked out, Shadow was at first. He's like, Dude, I just got out of jail it's like three
1: days ago. Why Why are you having to walk into the bank <laughs> with all the cameras? Which, and I you said like you want to rob it. Three days. It's like, I'm not No. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I, I told you I was going to do anything illegal. And and she, I was like, You're not. Maybe some aiding and abetting. Maybe some receiving some stolen goods. But don't get illegal, illegal.
0: It's like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, oh, my God. And I'm just thinking, what is he going to do? How is he going to pull this off?
1: And, of course, having read the book, it was one of those things like, oh, I remember this.
0: This was amazing.
1: There's a great thing about this. In the book, Neil Gaiman went out of his way not to show the different cons that get pulled off, except for this one. Okay. Because this one was one he made up.
0: I can totally see somebody trying to do this shit, too.
1: <laughs> somebody did. For real? And they pulled it off.
0: Oh, my God.
1: If you if you Google, like, Neil Gaiman bank robbery, this was, I think, in Canada, they actually pulled this off.
0: Oh, my God. Now, it's gonna, how many people are going to try to do this now that this is on screen? Because you know somebody stupid is going to try to do this.
1: I think it's a little bit, I mean, I mean, the first thing, of course, my wife was watching it with me, and she's like, Where'd they find a payphone?
0: <laughs> that was a big tweet. They're like, boys and girls, that's called a payphone. For people who didn't have cell phones. <laughs> like,
1: Which was all of us growing up, but, pretty much. And
0: it's really funny. If you're over 30. I happened to be at a gas station today, and it's a new gas station, and there was a payphone there. And I'm like, wow, this is God weird. bless
1: America. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway. Um, so, no, but somebody actually pulled off this robbery.
0: That was like pretty ingenious. I mean, Absolutely. the whole thing is to to think of snow and have it snow. And, well, it was snowing. That's why I'm like, what the hell is Shadow? Because he was thinking of snow. It started snowing pretty heavy. Yep. And all of a sudden, we have Mr. Wednesday sitting outside of, was it the broken ATM and the, you know, the drop box for the night? And he is it. the drop box now. Having yes. people sign for it, even. Like, here's yes. a sign that I take in this deposit for you. I'm like, are you kidding me? How is he getting away? How are people just doing this? Where is he that people are so freaking trusting?
1: Because he's got an official badge and a clipboard.
0: Big-ass earmuffs.
1: And, and, he, he, and he looks harmless. He does. I mean, he looks like a goof.
0: And he even had his business cards. Absolutely. Which... The phone number was to the pay phone. And I love it because one of the cops come out and they're like, yeah, I don't trust this shit. Here, call it. And he ends up talking to Shadow, who is essentially across the street. Yes! And Shadow is playing the supervisor.
1: So, and, and rather than calling the uh, telephone company and saying, can you do a reverse lookup on this number for me?
0: Maybe the cop is just like, hey, I'm just using my cell.
1: I'm calling this number. And it's It's Snowing like nothing else. I don't want to be out here with my window open, talking to the rent-a-cop.
0: And suddenly, Shadow even plays it up more. He's like, "Yeah, it's my guy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We need to have more people." You sound like a good boy.
1: He plays it up even more in the book. Really? He's like, "Oh, has Jimmy been drinking again?" (laughs) Because I swear, I mean, I warned him. If he's been drinking again, he's out. He's done.
0: I just love it. You sound like an like, honest guy. If you need extra work on a weekend, you give yeah. me a call. I was like, oh, my God. Because, yes, yeah, so many cops do have side jobs.
1: Absolutely. And so. And, and there's a reason why it's called the confidence game. Yes.
0: Yeah, I I took a whole class for my criminal justice <laughs> de- degree on con crimes.
1: It, I mean, if you, and if you don't have confidence, you can't pull off these kind of scams.
0: It was pretty pretty awesome actually watching this happen and like i did not know that it somebody actually pulled it off but the whole time i'm just thinking what if somebody tried this so the fact that somebody did i can't even say oh kudos to you because i feel horrible about that but it was crazy that that happened
1: yeah and actually in the book they go into a little bit more detail and because uh wednesday says you know the best time to pull this off is like at 4 a.m on a sunday uh-huh. when all the strip clothes when all the strip clubs are closed,
0: <laughs> all the bars and they're are closing, coming to yeah. bring the
1: deposits over.
0: Wow!
1: He says it's, it's also riskier because then you're going with the bouncers, right? But the take is bigger.
0: I can see that. Now, as they're they're driving away into anyway. the the moonrise, not even the sunset. Yep. And and Chad was like, "Did I do that? Was it me?" And oh my god, Wednesday was getting so philosophical here. And I was like, I couldn't even keep up. Like, I wanted to tweet like half of what he was saying, and I couldn't because there was just so much he was saying. I'm like, that is so deep.
1: <laughs> so, but, but basically, you have you have two choices: you can accept that you're going mad, or you can accept that the world is mad and doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? Do you would you prefer to know that you're delusional, or that the world that you as you understand it doesn't make the sense that you think it should?
0: But then he was off what, talking what's about. What's more comforting? Yeah. What do you believe? Is what you believe the truth, or is the truth? the truth because of what you believe it's like oh that's like some fortune cookie shit right there it was good and then this is what was weird and this is what i wanted to ask you because all of a sudden as they're driving in the snow in this old ass car because the windshield wipers were so weird but the weird shit i noticed all of a sudden here comes a wolf or a coyote and it just stops in front of them and shadow manages to stop Mm -hmm. is that supposed to be coyote Do we ever find out?
1: I don't think that's coyote. Okay. it did not look like a coyote. It looked like a wolf to me.
0: It looked bigger. That's why I was thinking it was a wolf, because I know coyotes are kind of smaller. But we see them in Chicago all the time. Jason sees them up the rail yard. And he said he thought it was a dog.
1: No, that was, was, I'm pretty sure that was a wolf. Okay. Which, to be seen on the outskirts of Chicago is a little bit weird.
0: You see them in the city. Okay. Yeah, which is even weirder, I guess, because like I said. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. He works but in no, the rail was, yards uh, and he sees them. So, <laughs> but given that wolves play an important part in Norse mythology, oh, okay. uh, there's sort of a question of okay, was that just a regular wolf or was that something else? Um, and there's really nothing. I mean, that's not something that happened in the book. Okay. So I can't. So you're kind say of there with the me, like not sure. I'm I'm with everybody else on that one.
0: That's why I was just wondering because when he was talking about it and how we talked in the first episode that I. I was like, with his name, I felt like maybe he had some Native American blood. So I'm like, what if that is Coyote? And how we talked about, you know, that's kind of like the trickster god in Native American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, oh, God, what is it? Am I going to find out more? Because there's nothing listed with the name Coyote
1: on there is. the character. On IMDb? Oh, yes, is there? there? Is. Yes, there is. Oh. There is a Coyote listed.
0: Because in... In the official character descriptions, they do not have that for me. Uh, oh, so this should be interesting. I, we're getting more uh,
1: than I have.
0: You may well have, and I just didn't have that on here.
1: Coyote, the, the coyote, uh, played by Marilyn Kamatch.
0: Okay, they just don't have it as one of their official gods on here. Interesting.
1: Well, she only shows up in one episode. and It doesn't say which episode that is. Come on.
0: They had the airline agent. So, come like. But maybe they just haven't updated everything. We shall see. Hey, it's possible. Awesome. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting with their back and forth. And then we got something wholly different. And I don't mean wholly as in gods. I just mean yeah, it's completely different. Completely and again, different. I have to bring this back to that first episode that you and I talked about. The man who was in the diner, I thought we had talked about that he was the incarnation of the Buffalo with the Fire Eyes, which you said was the spirit of America. Yes. But, this, when I looked back on that episode, that's the same man who is playing the Djinn in this episode.
1: Uh, the Buffalo is playing the same as the Djinn?
0: The guy. It, I don't think so. I swear that was the same guy. Mm-hmm. Unless it just, they look so similar.
1: I, that, that is possible, but uh, I think they're two different.
0: Okay.
1: They're two different individuals.
0: Okay. Because, yeah, just looking at it, because you only see him for that second when Shadow sees him walk out, and then you see the fire in the eyes,
1: which is really. No, no, no. That that was the gin. Okay. That is not the same as the Buffalo Man.
0: Okay. From the first episode in The Diner? Correct. Okay.
1: That is not the Buffalo Man. That is the gin. Okay.
0: See, I thought we had talked about that being the Buffalo Man being the spirit of America. That's why I'm like, wait, that's the gin, which was really fun.
1: Yeah. Sorry.
0: A fun introduction to the gin, And I <laughs> actually have, um, I linked up an article from Entertainment Weekly that talked about the gin scene and how Neil Gaiman wrote it, why he wrote it, and how he was mm-hmm. really impressed about how they put this on screen, because he was well, really surprised that they were able to translate this.
1: Well, one of the interesting things about this scene was they actually had to reshoot it. Okay. The end part. Because... Well, not, not the very end.
0: Okay, of it, but I'm like trying to figure out why. But go ahead.
1: Okay, so when they re- did the original scene, they they then looked at what, what the test footage that they had of it, mm-hmm. and somebody looked at it and said, "We need to reshoot that." And they said, "Why?" Think about where your holes are. Okay. And what you got? What you have there just isn't it.
0: I gotcha. It just wasn't going to work. Although.
1: Yeah, physically impossible.
0: There was. We had Bill Quist in the last two episodes, and a whole lot of everything. showing. well, yep. the gin decided to join that little party.
1: Or, or as uh, Jeff, I believe, just well put it, we have that American Gods has more dick in it than every show combined in 2016.
0: Oh, and Orlando Jones actually tweeting about this, going, "I think my wife just made a gif, a meme, and a screensaver. All of that same." <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, the gin takes a shower and then takes off his towel, and I was like... And there's a whole lot of There them. was. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> taken aback. Mostly, and I'm going to be honest, because you don't normally see full frontal male on TV. It's like, because it's always been mm-hmm. deemed as too, like, aggressive. Like, you can see women yeah, all day know. long, but they've always deemed it as too aggressive.
1: So, and and S.T.A.R.S. is trying to bring a little bit of equality to the screen.
0: And I'm sure everybody out there was appreciating that. <laughs> I,
1: I was waiting to see, like, I, I was waiting to wake up the next morning to find out American God, like, American Christians call for boycotting American gods, do too.
0: <laughs> Actually, a lot of people thought because it was supposed to be um,
1: a, a Muslim. Muslim.
0: Yes. And yeah, exactly. That a lot of uh, Muslims would be up in arms about it. And that's mm-hmm. another thing. Neil Gaiman wrote this, what What did we say, 20 years ago?
1: Uh, yes.
0: And f-
1: 17 years ago.
0: So the fact that he wrote this then and everything that's happening now in regards to the religion and what's happening, like murders, it it's kind of crazy.
1: And what's going on in che- Chechnya and everything yeah. else.
0: It's just, it it's kind of strange. Because especially, I mean, almost 20 years ago, the... Um, gay community was it? I mean, they're still not fully accepted, but they really still weren't. Like 20 years ago, it was even harder.
1: Absolutely, think about it. there was no gay marriage. Right. For, I mean, first and foremost, uh, there was not a even the beginning of the amount of acceptance acceptance that there is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, I'm mean, not to say that there's full acceptance because there's not, unfortunately. Uh, and just being able to say that, you know, these people can be in love, they can engage in sex, and there's nothing wrong with that.
0: And uh, this was, I want to say, um, the man who played the djinn, Musa Karish. I believe they said this was his first um, nude scene. But the man who he was with, whose name escapes me, I had it down, and I'm an idiot. So uh, This is the second time I they've worked said. together, and this is actually his second... Um, Actually, gay love scene.
1: So, amid Abati. Yes. Is the.
0: So they said he said he he was more comfortable because he's already done this on screen, but working with Musa, it made it just a little easier to deal with. Which well, that- which is nice that you're like because I can see that being just kind of awkward like okay, I have to do this on screen. Kind of like when anybody has like their first kiss and it's on screen. You're in this room with how many people? Yeah, exactly. And you know, it it's got to just be kind of uncomfortable. You're like, I have to be fully That's nude simulating true. sex and it's like at any time the director could be like, you cut. No. Your foot was in the wrong place." You know, it it's just kind of strange. But I mean, You're killing the right. <laughs> but they got so artistic and that was the thing Twitter was like, this went like artistic as fuck. I'm sorry because
1: it it is, it is probably it is very much it in the hyperbole, probably the best gay sexy that you've seen on TV.
0: It was like cosmic porn because they were yes. like transported to a desert and they were like cosmic beings, and the the Jin's fire was like going through.
1: But it I, and I and I hesitate to call it even porn. It was more just erotica.
0: Yeah, it was just crazy. What? And I'm just watching and I'm like, this is like super artistic. You know, I kind of feel like I should feel more deeply about something that's happening and I'm just like this is a djinn and this is weird what's going to happen? Is he turning into something? Because like you see the weird cosmic fire like shooting through him.
1: Yes, exactly. It's like it's like the cosmic bunny shot. Right?
0: <laughs> and the djinn does tell him more than once, I do not grant My wishes, uncle. but uh, he kind of, sort of not really did. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, well, the, it, and then he wakes up and the gin has gone. Yeah.
0: So it's like, did it really and,
1: happen? Well, and he discovers that the gin Took has taken all of his things, but has left him an ID as a cab driver.
0: And the, the cab. And the, the cab. So it's like,
1: okay. And, and, the, and the, so he goes from being a completely unsuccessful salesman to driver, to basically having his identity stolen by the gin.
0: But given something that he can at least make money... I don't know. It's that kind of is, weird because, I mean, yeah. Because
1: the gin made it sound so glamorous. Right.
0: right. <laughs> yeah, saying that he was up
1: a 30 hours shat. straight. And the man, yes. t- somebody sat in the back seat of his car. A wet, <laughs> I need to clean wet shit out of my car. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> and you just see, oh, you, you see the porcelain, like, like edgy. <laughs> oh, wait, like like, where, where was that?
0: <laughs> but what's funny is in that interview that I put up on our Facebook page, Neil Gaiman said he actually had. That's why he put it in. He actually had a cab driver tell him he'd been driving for 30 hours straight, mm-hmm. and he actually fell asleep because they were stuck in traffic. So I'm like, oh, okay, so he's pulling from reality. It wasn't too much of a stretch. Yeah, very much so. So that was just. I thought it was like, kind of a crazy and great scene, even though I'm sure it made some people uncomfortable. But yeah. I don't. I don't really see the whole why it would be so uncomfortable unless you're just kind of like.
1: Maybe some people were scared. Of <laughs>
0: Well, I guess that's one way to put it. Except Orlando Jones's wife.
1: <laughs> just I just want. Poor Orlando Jones. <laughs> He's watching it going, but, but...
0: Honey. Damn it.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you would think that after all of that, that would be at the end of this episode. But alas, uh-huh. you would be wrong. Yes, we get back to Mr. Mad Sweetie.
1: Poor Mad Our Sweetie. down
0: on his look, leprechaun.
1: You, oh, God. Did you get know-
0: yeah. That has to be rough. I'm sorry. I mean, he was, like, seriously digging. Gets down to the
1: coffin
0: and sees a hole. Rips off the lid. Now, I'm like, damn, he And
1: the hole is about the size of a coin. Oh,
0: surprising. Rips off the lid. And there's no body. There's no coin. And he looks really pissed.
1: As you might.
0: Now, does he know what happened? Or is he just pissed that everything's not there? Uh- some of them call him A, some call him B. Okay. And then, as you have him just standing in all this dirt and...
1: In the in the grave. Yes.
0: We flash back to, oh, what sounded so sweet and nice at the beginning of this episode, with Shadow making it to his motel room, opening the door, and who the hell is sitting on the bed? His dead wife! Saying, hi, Puppy, what the fuck? Okay, that was exactly what I did. My mouth fell open, and I'm like, uh, wait. Now, I thought what we had talked about, which I know you weren't giving anything away. I thought... I I was trying to... What what had happened was that the coin had somehow given her, like, um, like, her consciousness, like... Okay. ...a voice, and he would see her, and he would hear her. Not that she was actually going to be there... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all.
1: Yeah, and it's, it gets worse. Oh,
0: God. I know you said that she's very straightforward.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But we did get a little preview, and we get to see Anubis in this preview talking to her. So I really want to know everything that is said, because that's all we get to see is that, that moment.
1: Yeah. Now, now, I will point out that she, in the book, she actually shows up much earlier.
0: Oh, okay. Earlier than um, day four. Walking,
1: walking around.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay, she actually shows up in Eagle Point right after the funeral.
0: Well, he did see her, but it was like in a dream.
1: No, no, no. He sees her. Oh,
0: like physically, she's like in hey, what's Eagle up? Point.
1: And which is why he says, because um, originally he was supposed to like, sit, sit, hang around for a week, make sure the house got closed up, and all that. And, and then Laura pops up, and he, the next day he's like, Yeah, we can go. <laughs> Let's no,
0: bounce. really. This I don't have to stay. Oh, my gosh. This was an. Like, so awesome. And I like I said at the beginning, this is world building and character building, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like anything's dragging. Like, they are pulling all all this stuff in here, and it's going crazy, and I'm excited for what's happening next.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, Laura's not, yeah, it's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, since you do know, and we did talk about some of the gods, who are you excited to see coming up?
1: I'm excited. I want more Mr. Nancy. Oh, yes. I just. Love I need. This I, I need more of that. Okay. Uh, I mean, other than that, uh, I think it's will be interesting to see if the different Jesuses do show up.
0: Oh yeah, he did talk about how there were so many different Jesuses.
1: Got white. You have your white Jesus, your black Jesus, your Mexican Jesus, who's illegal. <laughs> I was like, oh like
0: uh huh. That was horrible. But Mister Wednesday's like, there's a lot of need for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mr. Wednesday needs a little Jesus. I don't know. Oh,
1: but, yeah, that was, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that happen. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing some more Zenobog as well, because we have not definitely not seen the last of him.
0: I am still curious at this point of what Bill Quist what is happening and her reasoning for being there, because she doesn't seem to have a connection to the rest of them as of yet. So I'm sure it's coming.
1: Uh, Part of me hopes that she gets more development than she did in the book.
0: Okay. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. Neil Gaiman does say because he apparently is um, an executive producer on the show, which is good.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: And last episode, Jennifer said that uh, apparently in the graveyard scene, like, Stars originally wanted Shadow to actually get the blowjob. Yes. And Gaiman's like, like,
1: no. No. Can't do that.
0: So... He said that they are they are developing the interaction of the gin and the new cab driver now, more than they did in oh, the book. Okay. So just the fact that they're developing more of these characters, I like too, because we know we have absolutely. a season two. Maybe.
1: Yes, no, more. absolutely. Uh, because I mean, Bill shows up in the book for all of two scenes.
0: Oh, and we've already had her like three.
1: Well, you kind of. You, really two.
0: Well, uh, well, I guess if you count all the bedroom scenes as one.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm counting that, uh, that that one that extended scene. With okay. Her. I mean that which I'll, uh, you probably talked about Trevor that that is not included in the okay. book. Okay. With her, kind of the extended, uh, but she's much more of a disposable character in the book, uh, and I'm hoping that's not the case here.
0: All right. Well, like I said. I'm really excited because I want to know what's happening, especially, and I don't know if it's just because she was in the first two episodes, she's kind of front and center in the cast descriptions. Oh, absolutely. And they're not done alphabetically, so that's why I'm like, there's got to be a huge thing that we don't know. I'm excited. And weirdly but, enough, but, but, I want to see Crispin Gorder. But, uh, Gore.
1: but, but I, can see, I can see where they're going to do a Sean Bean kind of oh. thing with that character. <laughs> Sean Bean. Um, oh, come on, Dean. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Ned. Anyway, Chris um, Crispin Glover, I'm really excited to find out more about his character, Mr. World, because...
1: Okay.
0: I don't know what it is. He always creeps me out, no matter what he's in.
1: He's very good at that, yes, though.
0: so I just want to see if he's, like, normal or creepy. I don't know. Is that weird? I think that's it's
1: weird. He's probably going to be creepy. <laughs> I, I feel like all of the new gods are going to be kind of have that not quite right feel to them. Mm, Okay. And we've already seen that, though, with Technical Boy and in media.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. See, media, maybe just because she was coming off as Lucy Ricardo or Lucille Ball.
1: <laughs> yeah. No.
0: So I don't know. It's weird. But I, I'm looking forward to more Jillian Anderson. Absolutely. So, here's hoping. All right. So anything else you want to talk about for this episode.
1: I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers right. it. It
0: was crazy. And if you haven't watched it, just make sure you're not watching any of it at work. Because seriously, it is not suitable for work to try to sneak yeah, that in.
1: yeah you, you definitely want to wait for the kids to go to bed before you watch yeah, this one.
0: I hope this isn't a family show for you guys. That's kind of strange. But hey, I guess.
1: You do you. Yeah.
0: But we want to hear more from you guys. So send us your emails at FangirlZonePodcast at gmail.com. Check us out. FangirlZone.com. And on the Facebook page, FG's, FG Zone. I would screw that up. You can find everything on our webpage with all the links. And, of course, if you remember from the first episode, Mr. Gomez has a little awesome magazine that you can find. And At go ahead.
1: Broadswordsandblasters.com.
0: Yes. and Come check it out. I'm, like, super excited for all of this. And you can download it on Amazon, correct?
1: Amazon, yes.
0: But you can always go on our links on the Facebook, on our web page, to get to Blasters and Broadswords. Bro- broadswords and Blasters.
1: Broadswords and, Broad and well, Blasters. The other way around. Yes, because Blasters and Broadswords didn't quite sound, sound yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't way. flow
0: quite right when you say it,
1: does it? No, it, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> All right. So, right. we are, like I said, rotating up our hosts. So, Gomez will be back on our episode five.
1: As long as you're going to have oh, me, absolutely. It's
0: exciting, and the craziness will ensue, and we hope that everybody is enjoying this, and we will see you, or see you talk to you.
1: <laughs> you. You will hear you us later. Oh,
0: gosh. I haven't even been drinking this episode. Holy crap.
1: That, that is your problem. You know
0: what? It was That gin scene that just stuck in my head. All right, there everybody. Until next time.